You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. Before we jump into today's episode, I would just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm also asking you to rate it and write a review. Now, why do I want you to do that? I want you to do that because when people are looking for a new podcast to listen to, what do they do? They scroll down, they look at those reviews. And if those reviews are favorable, they will most probably give that podcast a chance. So if you were to write a review for the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, you can actually be the person that helps sway someone become a future Vox and Hops head. And that would be something that I would greatly appreciate. Now, today's episode is a very special episode because it's all about brutal North America. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 278. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is it. This is the very special Brutal North America episode uh, where I'm going to go into detail as to how each of these 22 unique beers came to be, uh, how I came up with the idea, how I made all of these collabs happen. Back in February, I realized that we may have another summer without any music shows, music festivals, no beer fests, and I got really, really bummed out. So I wanted to create something special, something unique, where bands could create something to stay in communication with their fans. And what better way to do that than with a craft beer? So my initial idea was to create 10 collabs. I wanted to pair metal breweries with Vox and Hops alumni to create something special for their fans, a way that they can stay in contact with them when they couldn't go and perform. I've had the pleasure of creating a few collabs, and I think that it is a very cool and a special way to stay in contact, a special and cool way to interact with your fan base. It's an interesting way of expanding your brand identity and your personality to your fan base. So that's what I wanted to do. So I just started hitting people up. The first people that I hit up were my good friends at Le Fermentau. They were the third guest on Vox and Hops, and I immediately wanted to pair them with uh, the very first guest of Vox and Hops, uh, Danny Marino from The Agonist. So basically what I did is I set up Zoom meetings to talk out these brew styles and to see if everybody was interested. So let's hear exactly how Brew As My Guide came to be. Yeah, I think we discussed a uh, double dry hop uh, IPA in, I guess, that hazy category, but uh, a double IPA probably, uh, you know, in, in the 7 to 8% uh, region. But uh, the goal of it was to make it like, let's say, 8%, but crushable as possible so that it wouldn't taste like an 8% beer. Um, it would be easy to drink in the summertime and not overly sweet and syrupy, as, if possible. <laughs> I believe we had said that it was going to be like the creeper 7 or 8% where you're just drinking and you're just like, and then you look at the can and you're like, oh, shit, I wonder I'm so loaded. <laughs> 
Uh, one of the second people that I hit up were my good friends from the band Hath. Now, I have been communicating with the people from Hath thanks to Thirsty Thursdays, and I had the pleasure of communicating with Mike from Broken Goblet Brewing when I had him on to talk about the Unearth collab that he did. So it seemed like a no-brainer to pair them together because I knew that Hath were already fans of Broken Goblet. So I set that up, and the discussions quickly turned towards making a spicy chicken wing-esque beer. So this is how they figured out how to do that. You know, once we came out of that last call, you know, really the, the hardest part at that point is trying to conceptualize the recipe. Um, so I had a meeting with the head brewer and, you know, pitched the idea to him. And, you know, he was pretty stoked on it because we had been talking about doing a pepper beer again. Anyway, the biggest point of the, the conversation was where do you place the honey or the sweet um, so that it doesn't ferment out? We have a good plan in place for that. Um, it may be honey. It may be a combination of honey and maple syrup. It may be uh, a combination of honey and maple syrup and some uh, extract flavoring. So, but we we think that that regardless of, of how we decide to place it, you know, the base beer, it'll it'll you know it'll still be simple, you know, a simple pale ale um, that will that would do the best with that pairing to really let that stuff kind of shine through. And then it really comes down to what pepper do we choose that adds that doesn't make it taste vegetative, which kind of can really mess up a, a pepper beer. Um, so it doesn't taste vegetative, but also provides enough of the heat that you know it's there. And also a hint of, without using, I mean, I hate describing something with what it is, but a hint of pepper flavor, not shake pepper, but you know, that like that, if you if you have like super hot sauce and then you have sriracha, you can tell mm. the difference between the two, right? You kind of know, yeah. and that's because the sriracha tends to be a little bit sweeter, and it has it has some other flavors in there. So we want to make sure that we can capture that, so that it's not just pure heat, and that would mean the beer would just finish dry and hot, which would kind of suck. Now, I, I didn't set all of this up on my own. I'm very lucky that a bunch of amazing humans also helped me get into contact with breweries. So one of the people that did do that on a few cases, and we're going to go through those collabs that would not exist without his presence and his efforts in Brutal North America, is the wonderful Jerry Monk, Vox and Hops' metal architect, who curates the Brutal Awakenings playlists. Each month for me, he, every week, he adds new amazing heavy music to the Brutal Awakenings playlist. You should check it out if you haven't. So I got a message that Jerry had, had gone to Brutal Beer Works and had mentioned that I was starting Brutal North America and they were interested. So I hit them up. And then I knew that Abigail Williams had relocated to Dallas. So I was like, this is just a perfect match. So I set it up. We had this chat and this is how Black Waves came to be. What do you like to, what's your, you know, what do you, what do you like making? You know what I mean? Well, at the brewery, we're, we're pretty big on, it's like, top main, main three sellers are going to be stouts, sours, and hazy IPAs, right? Um, okay, yeah. Which I'm stout year-round. I, I could drink stouts whenever. Some people yeah, have their too. time frames. I think a stout would be fitting now also insane, yeah. or rum barrel aged stout with dark caramel and sea salt. I mean, I'm, I think that would be awesome. I'm getting a little bit like <laughs> sweaty thinking about it. <laughs> 
Now, Jerry Monk, the metal architect, did not only set up the Abigail Williams Brutal Beer Works collab. He also introduced me to Labored Breath. He had just added their new album to the Brutal Awakenings playlist. And he was like, Matt, this guy seems to be into craft beer. So I hit him up. And uh, little did I know that he actually worked in the beer industry and he totally set up this whole <laughs> collab for me. So shout out to Jameson and shout out to the wonderful humans at Ghost Town Brewing. Uh, they make some killer evil looking beers and I'm stoked that they're a part of Brutal North America. And I was lucky that Jameson did work in the craft beer industry because he had an open mind and understood the business, which is why he was a bit more flexible than other artists in Brutal North America. So this is one of those ones that it had to work this way and it did and i'm stoked that it did so stoked that they're a part of brutal north america yeah yeah i mean honestly whatever um you know like i said before like that's what i like to drink but whatever fits into ghost town's brew schedule and their production schedule so that you know i'm sure they um like we do at almanac have different beers timed and tiered for different times so that way we're not oversaturating the market with anyone's style for what's going to be in retail or what's on draft so I mean, honestly, whatever whatever works with them, um, you know, is, is is good with me. So now there's a brewery that opened in Ontario a year ago that I have been incredibly interested in. I've only had a handful of their brews in the past, and everything that I've tasted is just absolutely delicious. Of course, I'm talking about Third Moon Brewing. They were rated one of the top new breweries in the world on Rate Beer this year, and I wanted to pair them with someone equally as hyped, so I paired them with Brand of Sacrifice. This is how Lifeblood came to be. Yeah, so IPAs and stouts are kind of our wheelhouse. Um, you know, kind of to Kyle's point, like, I love big flavors. I love, like, big, bold shit that just, like, hits you in the face, but still has that drinkability because it's easy to go, like, big and heavy and extreme, but not like, you know, it's tough to choke down a can of it. I like where you have a big, heavy, bold beer with a lot of intense flavors. But when you finish it, you're like, fuck, I want another one. <laughs> it's always kind of my goal is keep that drinkability, keep it smooth. Uh, but, you know, try to find that balance of like intensity with, with still maintaining some sort of, you know, it has to be fun and refreshing or else it's not, you know, it's not worth worth making in quantity. So, uh, you know, when, when you when you approached me with this, my first thought was doing like a big stout because I love that. And I always think like, you know, metal, big, black, heavy. Uh, so that seems like a, a, a good choice. But uh, IPAs are that that's you know, that's my wheelhouse. That's what I love to make. That's what I love to drink. That's kind of what's carried us to the early success we've had. So. IPA, we could do like a big version, like a double IPA or, or something like that. If we want to go a little more extreme, I'm really open to whatever. Now, this next one was a beer that I wanted to make for a really long time. Cryptopsy, when we're on tour, we spend a lot of our time making up funny beer collab names. This is basically what we do late at night after enjoying a few craft beers. We like to come up with ideas uh, with the names of our songs of potential future beers. We did this many years ago before we even knew how to make a beer collab or if it was ever going to be possible. Last summer, we were lucky enough to collaborate with Kanawaki Brewing to create Crisp Topsy, but my guitarist, Chris Donaldson, was a tad disappointed, as you're about to hear about that collab. So this time around, we went in a completely different direction. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, if Donaldson was here, 
he would say he wants some goddamn haze because he was slightly disappointed leading into crisp topsy as much as i loved it and he did love it once he finally tasted it but the whole dialogue leading up to getting that collab and tasting it he was disappointed so so let, let I, I said okay let's do some haze for donaldson this time around <laughs> yeah that's uh i didn't know he was that disappointed i mean a guy with an angry beard at the time uh <laughs> i would have never stepped uh, across paths with him like that but uh yeah, now the first one turned out really good, so let's uh, a lot of pressure on the second one, I guess. Yeah, we got we've always got lots of names, lots and lots of names kicking around for beers, and one of the ones that's been the most popular over the years was Cold Haze Warm Blood. You know, for a hazy, just makes perfect sense. Uh, something uh, delicious. What are you drinking there, Drew? I know what you're drinking, and that's exactly where I want to go with this beer. Uh, Wendigo, our good old friend uh, Philip did an awesome job on this one you know big old big old juice <laughs> and that's sort of where i'd want to take cold haze warm blood except let's throw in some blood orange yeah uh, i've never played around with that so that'd be a nice uh little challenge of how we're going to get that balanced in and all that so i think i'm gonna have to go out and purchase a couple of blood oranges and taste those because <laughs> 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 i never had one uh, no, no, they, they, taste, they taste like oranges except they're more red inside well, would, that, would that make them a, a little bit uh, more sugary perhaps I think not they're, if he, I not think if they're a little bit sweeter if I'm maybe what about I, you think I'm mistaken. it's been a while but I, I have tasted them before now this next collab would not have been possible if it had not been for Matt Darcy now Matt Darcy is a killer killer photographer and uh, we've been in contact for about the past year. I knew that he worked for Bone Up Brewing, and uh, I had just had the killer, killer dudes from Fuming Mouth on the podcast. Little did I know how perfect of a fit these two were going to be together. This is how the great equalizer came to be. But we've talked about it, and we definitely want to go for something smoky. think it fits the fuming idea, you know, with both of them. It just seems like hand in hand. Yeah, yeah but if you haven't noticed, we're for it. <laughs> <laughs> I love smoked beer. Yes, yes. And I'm always looking for excuses to brew it. <laughs> well, there's your shoes. There you go. Speaking of another perfect pairing, it wasn't always easy to fit people together. I did have breweries that wanted to be a part of Brew North America, but I had no bands to pair them with. That was frustrating because uh, killer, killer breweries that make killer brews sadly couldn't be a part of Brew North America. But this pairing was perfectly made because Incandescence and Ritzem Peche from here in Quebec are just super evil and black metal amazingness. And little did I know before I stepped into this chat, but Charles from Mitsuyam Peshi actually designed the band's logo. How sick is that? What's up? Super stoked to be here with Charles from Mitsuyam Peshi, Philippe Boucher of Incandescence. <laughs> this is for Vox and Hops, brutal North America. Uh, we're going to be making a beer together, and that makes me very, very happy. Um, first off, Philip, uh, what style of beer are you thinking? Um, Shao is mostly known for his dark, evil stouts, so I would definitely push you in that direction. And they did. They made a killer dark and evil stout called Ascension. It's an imperial stout with pecans and hazelnut, 10% ABV, just so delicious. 
Now, of course, I had to reach out to one of my local favorite craft beer breweries to be a part of Brutal North America. They have made Vox and Overhops, my double dry hop, New England IPA twice now. Uh, we did it in the fall, and they just brought it back. Of course, I'm talking about Overhop Canada. I love them. They are like a family to me, so I definitely, definitely reached out to them very early in this process. I think they were in the first three or four breweries that I contacted to be a part of Brutal North America, and I paired them with Beyond Creation. Now, what's interesting about that is that Philippe Boucher is actually an alumni that has two collabs in this project, but he's actually the only Vox and Hops alumni in both bands, so incandescence and beyond creation uh philip is the key soul vox and hops alumni in both of those collabs and he's such a fan of stouts that both of his collabs are stouts except they're completely different first time around it's a sweet heavy 10 percenter that we were just talking about and this time around they went full brazilian because overhop are originally from brazil and uh it's a killer, killer stout called Antara Stout et Mirage. So it's going to be cool. Um, I appreciate you guys. Um, we're going to make a coffee stout, coffee oatmeal stout with the, oh, what, yeah. how, what's the wood called? Arabu, Ara. Alburana. You say it better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> with Brazilian coffee, 7%, and it's going to be badass. So thank you, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This next collab is a very interesting one because it's the only people that don't live in the same area. The whole point of Brutal North America was that I wanted the artists and the breweries to live in the same location so that the artists could be there for everything. I wanted them to be there to brew it, to can it. I wanted them to be there to help sell it. I wanted it to be an immersive experience for the artists, and that way they can connect and be in contact with their fans. But I made an exception for the RRBG podcast. Eddie is super cool. I just had him on the podcast and as soon as we finished, we started talking. We started talking about collabs. I knew he lived in California. I was trying to get a Californian brewery as a part of Brutal North America, but he was like, no, I want to work with Cosmic Eye because I love Sam. And funny enough, Cosmic Eye was one of those breweries that was interested since the beginning of the project, but I had no band to pair them with. So boom, that is how this collab came to life. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's what's funny too, is like, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts and these are the only two podcasts I really ever listen to. Like ever. <laughs> Ever. Right. That's amazing. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's it. We have to think of a name, but that can always come later. And he did come up with a name, and that name is I Don't Really Listen to Podcasts. The killer name. It's super funny, and it's for a crusher of a beer, a modern American lager that kicks in at 4%. Now, this next collab wouldn't have happened without my friend Jim from Crush, Kill, Destroy, the podcast, making an introduction. I had a great time when I was on his podcast, and he uh, was introducing me to the fine people at Lasting Brass. I was very happy to get that introduction, because then I could pair a brewery with Shadow of Intent. Now, Shadow of Intent are one of the most exciting bands in the metal scene right now. Their last album, Melancholy, was just an absolute banger of an album and i'm excited to see what they got going on right now but i most definitely wanted to make them a beer and sometimes things just fit and this is one of those cases they like sour beers and lasting brass happens to make some of the most out of the box sour beers out there so this one was just perfect sours sours count yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent. 
Perfect. I, I actually and wanted to make sure. But you can fuck around with the, with a real cool sour. Uh, Ed, do you guys dance around in the sour game? Uh, so yeah, we do. We actually uh, traditional Belgian style like sours are something we're really passionate about regarding like mixed fermentation type styles of beers. Um, we are uh, well known for our like more kettle sour stuff where it's like um, heavily fruit forward where you get just like slight tartness and then we we build you know layers of flavor off different like fruits and other things that we can you know incorporate in the beers. Now, most of the time when I set up these Zoom meetings, I would expect us to go and have a chat and have to talk through um, exactly what style of beer we're going to make, a bit of a negotiation. So I always set aside at least 30 minutes for each meeting. Now, this one lasted about eight because they were just so in sync and on par. Of course, I'm talking about New Level Brewing and Striker. Check out how Death Wish Lime Lager came to life. Um, I did have a couple ideas. I kind of thought like summer tour tour or sort of concert themes and then fitting in with strikers sort of thrash more trad sounds something like a lime lager or a coffee lager something like a party beer meant to be drunk in big quantities super <laughs> easy drinking that's what that's kind of what i was going with but uh, i'm open to suggestions yeah i'm fairly uh I like all beers, so it's kind of like hard to be like, yeah, I want, I definitely want this one to be like a, the uh, the lime lager sounds cool though. Oh, I think that'd be fun. Interesting idea, yeah. Very yeah, killer. So you're gonna put limes into the into the lager, brew it with limes. Yeah. So last year we made a lager, super good, and then in the back of the house we like made a lime puree that we put in it, and it was it was awesome. So just like having a nice you know, vlogger with a slice of lime in it, but you don't have to cut the lime. So like a, like a higher quality Bud Light lime or something. Exactly. Exactly. So Bud Light lime, but like craft. Now being from Montreal, I'm very lucky to have played with many amazing musicians. Uh, none of them are more interesting and fun to be around than my friend Yuri Remo from Unhuman. I was more than stoked to get him a beer and I paired him with saint Sublon, which is very cool because it's actually the location where we did our Vox and Hops interview together a few years back. Uh, little did I know how well Sean, Kevin, and Yuri would get along. I was very happy to see that they did. I think that would be like a good, something weird, but good. I like weird. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of just turns me on uh, so much because uh, I was just thinking about this is this is what turns me on. You know, this, these are, these are um, I don't know, you know, my, my dream beer would be something super dark, black, intense, and IP at the same time. Maybe uh, like kind of a chai tea, kind of a super spicy uh, black dark beer or something would be like a, I don't know, but maybe like 10, 12 percent of alcohol, but that, that'd be like a little too much. So I was just thinking about something that more people would uh, could relate to, you know. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates. 
that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer, and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Now, the brewer that brought me my very first collab, his name is Jamie Morris. He brews at Henderson Brewing Company back when I was on tour with Aborted and we swung through Toronto, he brought me a homebrew, which actually had a Vox and Hops label on it. I was blown away. We've stayed in contact to this day. Uh, he actually brewed and canned the very first Vox and Hops collab in a can for Devastation on the Nation. It was Devastation, the Black Lager, for the after party that never happened because of the pandemic. So when I was setting up Brutal North America, I absolutely wanted to include Jamie and Henderson, and who better to pair them with than Chris Sutsos of Thrashed. I love this kid. He's super fun. He is likes to drink lots of beer. So Jamie came up with a perfect, safe, low ABV brew for him. So like something nice and crushable, I think is going to be awesome. Um, Matt, uh, sorry, Chris, I pitched to Matt, uh, maybe a Grodzki, uh, which is a, a Polish smoked, wheat ale uh usually they're like three and a half four percent and they're kind of like they're like a lagered ale with 100 percent oat smoked wheat malt and they are light and so crushable and saying that it's smoked it's only like lightly like it's 100 percent smoked malt but it does not taste like that at all and they're super light and very crushable um, and, and completely unique and also fucking smoke. And like, <laughs> I think it's, it's like a super great metal tie in. And, uh, and then it's also like a very crushable, easy drinking beer. And, uh, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they like bitch and moan about smoke beers being like, Oh, it's just like barbecue in my mouth. And this thing is very, um, misconceiving where like you think it's going to be like that and it's a very like well-balanced uh lightly like light toasty subtle smoke uh very crushable uh nice and crispy also now this next one was a bit of a long shot but i took the shot and i'm happy that i did i reached out to mick who works at dry city brew works and i knew that they didn't have a canning machine but i wanted to challenge him and see if he could somehow get this brew canned and uh and being from illinois i wanted to pair him with someone really cool i was very lucky to have had the chance to have a chat with bruce lamont so i wanted to hook him up with yakuza uh bruce was into the idea immediately which made me very happy so yakuza being out there wanted to make an out there beer and uh and mick was all about it so so this is how blood of our enemies the red ipa with pepper spice came to be 
I mean, yeah. we're kind of, we're kind of open to, you know, anything, but like I said, the weirder, the better. So if we, oh, dude, yeah. I mean, you're short train right away. If you want, Oh, I, mean, I would, doors open. I, I would be honored to come down. I mean, Oh, you kidding would, me? Yeah. I'd love I, that's that thing. Mutual. I would love that. <laughs> awesome. Mick of Dry City Brewworks was so stoked at being a part of Brew North America, he very kindly sent me this message. Hey, what's going on? It's Mick Dempsey from Dry City Brewworks in the blessed city of Wheaton, Illinois. Well, I'm in a very conservative city known for its vast amount of churches. And I'm a metalhead, so, uh, you know, that's fun when you get asked by one of your favorite podcasts to make a beer i mean who in the hell am i to turn it down i'm so honored to be a part of it not to mention working with a legendary bruce lamont i've seen him in so many different incarnations so many of his different bands it's just fucking phenomenal and i'm just happy to have been involved the last collab that i secured for brew north america was really at the last minute. I was really stretching it. Uh, I had had Brittany Slays of Unleash the Archers as a guest on Thirsty Thursday Live. And right after the chat, I pitched her the idea of trying to get her a collab because I had been for at least two months. I'd been in communication with a bunch of breweries over in Vancouver trying to get an Unleash the Archers brew because that's basically how I had to do this. I had to get the breweries involved first and then bring the bands in because of course the bands are going to say yes but the breweries may just not so huge shout out to kevin ems for making this beer a reality uh he introduced me to the wonderful humans at cannery brewing and i am so stoked that the north wheat pilsner is a part of brutal north america hi it's scott from cannery brewing we collaborated with unleash the archers when the idea was brought to us sort of last minute to do a collaboration with UTA was a no-brainer. I grew up with Buchanan the drummer. We had a blast chatting with the band and planning out the recipe. Uh, well, I'm a you know big fan of wheat ales in the summertime, especially fruity ones or just anything kind of light and fluffy, basically summertime. Um, so it was suggested that we do a dry hopped wheat ale. Yes. So kind of pulling in, pulling in the 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 hops fad that's happening right now uh, and then you know pairing it with a wheat ale which is always nice in the summer so um yeah that's what we went for it was actually um a friend of ours who works at cannery said he was going through the the catalog of hops <laughs> he's kind of like what about this and we were like yeah that sounds great uh we're gonna call it the north wheat pilsner to play off of northwest passage which is um <laughs> one of the songs that we covered on our explorers ep back in 2019 so it's pretty it's a good time <laughs> i love it that's perfect 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 sometimes things just work they just fit together so perfectly one of those collabs was augury and lapatskaya they like belgian beers lapatskaya makes belgian beers look how easy this one was what's up everyone here we are super stoked to be with you this is vox and hops this brutal north america today i'm with metsir from augury and i am pairing augury with david from lapatskaya uh, how are you guys doing tonight? Let's talk about making an augury beer. Illusive golden ale. Just in Belgian golden ale. Oh, beautiful. I think with it coming out uh, the week of Saint-Jean, something crushable like that. Classic in the style and uh, 
also uh, if it's uh, well well balanced with the the right ups right amount it's going to be crushable just like you love them <laughs> you know oh, that sounds good <laughs> awesome awesome the name is amazing uh, the the Brew style seems to be a perfect fit. David and his crew from La Pazcaya were super stoked about being a part of Brutal North America, and I was so stoked to have them. Here's what David had to say about his experience in Brutal North America. We wanted to be a part of this event because, well, me and my partners are, we're all about craft beer and metal, you know? Well, I'm curious to try uh, Brew as my guide from my buddies uh, at the Fermental. Also, uh, the one from uh, Battlecross and Speciation Artisan intrigues me a lot. We had a chance to be paired with uh, the nice human beings, Augury. So it was cool to meet the guys. And also, it was the first time I had to create a beer with non-brewers. And it was quite refreshing to see it through their eyes. There's so many other amazing collabs that are part of this. I'm uh, just so excited. You know, the Battlecross Speciation Artisan Ale Brew just sounds so good. I was very lucky I had had Todd Bujak on the podcast a few years back. So it was a no-brainer to reach out to him to try to get him a brew. I had toured with Battlecross. I had Hiron on the podcast. I'm so stoked to see them playing together. I'm hoping that they come back in full force because they were one of the funnest bands to tour with and super wicked to see live. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a big ride for this regular bourbon whiskey kind of person. I don't. So, I mean, well, I don't know, but I mean, is that something that could pair with a sour, uh, like yeah, a whiskey we, kind of thing? We we possibly do have some. Uh, we probably do have some bourbon barrel uh, stuff that we. We just got, uh, we just dumped a mezcal barrel and nice. We, we definitely go through quite a bit and we I believe we have some bourbon barrels that, uh, after this, we can kind of figure out a little bit more. At least we can narrow down our direction on everything and figure out what, what we can do. Of course, Pub Brewski, one of Montreal's most exciting breweries. I had to ask them. Their brewers, Derek and Zach, were both in a band together back in the day. So that made them a metal brewery. I approved of that. What better band to pair them with than a Curian? So stoked to have them a part of Brutal North America. Um, we were thinking of something that would be like uh, potentially a coconut coffee Imperial Stout, if that's something that falls within the time parameters uh, for yeah. what needs to be done, um, you know. It, it's kind of like depending on percentage of alcohol is all that really determines on how long it takes to do these. Okay. Otherwise, stouts or anything else, it doesn't really matter. They're about the same amount of time as any other beer. They just have that extra pain in the butt thing of having to like flavor everything but we've been buying more and more equipment making that faster and a little bit more efficient for us so i think it sounds a great idea like i think it would be something that makes a little bit more sense i i, I forget what is the timeline on this complete like on the release is it june or june 21st to the 25th so it's that kind of perfect temperature to put out a 12 <laughs> <laughs> yes there's a brewery from Quebec that's been doing a very interesting series of metal brews honoring classic metal albums. I'm talking about Microbrasserie Le Presbytère with Metal Richard. Uh, I wanted to pair them with someone 
equally as classic. It had to fit into their vibe, so I paired them with Necrotic Mutation. Necrotic Mutation are a classic Quebecois death metal band. Their vocalist, Sébastien Croteau, is a Vox and Ops alumni. I love him to death. One of the best extreme vocalists in the world. So this beer just had to happen, and it did La Mutante, the hybrid stout double IPA. Now that's interesting. They blended a stout with a double IPA to create a sort of double black IPA. Very creative. I think that's awesome. It clocks in at 7.5% ABV. Thank you, Matt, for the whole thing. It's just absolutely amazing to do that kind of thing. Uh, You know, for me, I'm just grateful to be part of it. Uh, Looking forward to to get this thing going, man. Yeah, looking forward to drink it. One of the first breweries to jump in right away was Wake Brewing. Uh, They're such a cool brewery, such a hype brewery. I was very excited to have them on board. I wanted to pair them with a very cool band, so I reached out to my friend Mike, who plays drums. In the Atlas Moth, he was all about it. They made the beer with my favorite name. I think it's really cool. Uh, They called their beer Actual Human Blood Orange. It's a fruited sour, 5% ABV. So, so excited that they're a part of Brutal North America. Then also something too, like I think you were saying oranges, like something kind of basic. It's like, that would be rad too, you know? Just to crush on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think crushable is definitely kind of the name of the game. That would be yeah. sick. Okay. So like you're saying sub sub 6% alcohol, maybe even sub 5% alcohol. You're okay with that too? I like, yeah, totally. I like low ABV stuff. So yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Now, the collab that almost didn't happen is this last one I'm going to talk about. I reached out to James Olson, who I've been in contact with for a bit. I pitched him the idea of being a part of Brutal North America, but sadly, it didn't work out. It didn't fit into his brewery schedule. So he introduced me to Neil from Gilded Skull Brewing. I was very excited. I loved what I saw Gilded doing on social medias. We set up a meeting. Neil was super into it, and then he informed me that he was actually a contract brewer. So he had to find a brew house to let him come in and create this Brutal North America beer. After a few trials and tribulations, we were very lucky to team up with Widowmaker Brewing to create this collab. Now, Widowmaker were very stoked on bringing in Summoner. That made me very happy because they're a killer band. So this is actually a three-way collab. It's called Riff Cannon. It's a Koch-style ale. Clocks in five. 5.2%. You know, I, I played a lot of music in my day, and I was thinking, like, you know, being at practice, being on the road, what was the best thing? Like, crushable. Like, me and Chris were talking last week about brewing a Kolsch. Like, this might be, like, oh, something yes. where that might work perfectly. I was going to say lager, and since we don't have time to do a lager, I think a Kolsch makes a lot of sense. Yeah, time, the time, time wise works too. for sure. And time-wise, yeah. dropping at the end of June, summer crusher, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, sorry for sure. Yeah, yeah, we we've been we've been kind of talking about that the last couple weeks anyway. So I feel like that would be perfect. Like for, we could make both work in the same kind of the same thing. That'd be that'd be perfect. Very cool, AJ. Do, do, do you like crushable summer beers? Always, man. I'm down. And that's it. That is brutal North America. That's basically everything that happened. But Brutal North America wouldn't have happened without the help of lots and lots of people. First off, I'm super stoked that Brutal North America was presented by Indie Merch Store. 
Indie Merch Store are one of the best merch suppliers in the world. Every time Cryptopsy goes on tour, we work with them. Every time I crack open a box of merch that first day of tour, I want to see how that merch design looks on a shirt. I'm always, always impressed at how amazing it is. So I'm just so stoked to get Indie Merch to present Brutal North America. Secondly, I was very excited to get Heartbeat Hot Sauce to rebrand one of my favorite sauces of theirs, the Scorpion Sauce. Now, one of the owners of Heartbeat Hot Sauce is a friend of mine from back in the day when I started playing music in downtown Montreal, the great Al Burbuhakis. And I knew that Heartbeat already rebranded sauces for bands when they go on tour, such as my buds in The Agonist. So I reached out to Al, and I was wondering if he'd be interested in doing something like this for Brutal North America. And he did. So he shipped 48 rebranded scorpion sauces which is my favorite one it's it's spicy but it's still absolutely delicious uh to each brewery how cool is that so that 40 of them can go to the clients that are buying brutal north america brews and then eight of them for the staff and the bands to share and enjoy it on their own and i love heartbeat hot sauce so much and i'm just so stoked that they were a part of brutal north america my bud luke bullier who works for yakima chief hops sent me a picture of crisp topsy I was like, it's good. I like it. He was like, oh, man, this is really good. This is the perfect beer for the summer that's coming. Perfect beer to drink and enjoy on the side of the pool. And I said, oh, yeah, that's cool. I have this in the works. And I started talking about Brutal North America. And he was interested immediately. He was like, well, maybe Yakima Chief Hops can help you out here. Yakima Chief Hops is one of uh, the world's biggest hop suppliers. So what they did is that they supplied 10 kilograms of free hops to every brewery that was a part of Brutal North America. Now, how cool is that? That's a lot of hops when you think about it. Just so, so excited and honored that one of the world's biggest grower and distributors of hops supported Brutal North America. There's also a bunch of individuals that really made Brutal North America what it is. First and foremost is Chris Kells, the basis of The Agonist, who jumped in on this project to help me create all of the mini docs that you have seen. He really worked his ass off, and I am extremely grateful for all the work that he has put into this project. I am very honored to have him as a part of the Vox and Hops family. Also, Mihala Petrescu, who came to many of those shoots days to take killer pictures she really just takes the sickest pics so happy to have you as a part of the vox and hops family next up we got philip ivanovic who is a vox and hops alumni and one of my favorite artists to work with here's a little clip from our meeting when i was explaining to him how i wanted this label to look i didn't give him much details basically all i told him was this Philip, basically, I wrote you and I was like, oh, I want to do this beer label. Uh, I want like the Vox and Hops thing to be coming out of North America. That's that's basically what I said to you, right? Yeah, that's basically <laughs> it. And uh, uh, I think it was a fun idea and I, uh, I wasn't sure how far you wanted to push it. And I think we uh, pushed it to a good level. It's pretty uh, evil. I don't know. Maybe it could be more evil, but I think it was a good amount of evilness that's exactly what i wanted i wanted it to be metal as fuck but i wanted it to to have like a a bit of uh if not too like constraining i didn't want it to be a cannibal corpse cover i wanted it to be let's say 
appealing to to people that appreciate metal people that appreciate uh, horror movies but not being off-putting to people that don't like too much gore and i think you really just nailed it right and you were like how about wings do you think it should have wings and i was like <laughs> hell yes it should have wings <laughs> yeah i i guess i i uh i can dose uh gore and uh, horror because my main job is to work with a horror game and i have to dose sometime Uh, so yeah, I was pretty happy you asked me and uh, it was fun. And he killed it. He's just hes just the best. I'm so happy to work with him. Every time I work with him, I'm satisfied. I've worked with him on many things, such as the Crisp Topsy label. I have other beers in the works right now that I'm working with him. I'm happy that Kanawaki Brewing has hired him to continue making other beer labels because he's just so damn talented. Loves metal, loves craft beer. Perfect metal artist. Give a shout out to Jeannie Bond who helped me with the label design. So placing this here, placing that, because I basically had to create a template that I can give to each of the breweries so that they could place their logos and everything can look the same, feel the same. So Jeannie really set up that whole template for me, and I appreciate that very, very much. Now, another man that has joined the Vox and Hops family that is a machine is Philip Brousseau. I met him via the Thirsty Thursday gang. He composed all of the original music for the Brutal North America mini-docs. He wrote a lot of music quickly, but it's killer music. So I'm very impressed, and I'm very happy to have him as a part of my team. He also helped out with some graphic stuff. I'm very, very, very happy to have Philip as a part of my Vox and Hops family. Also give a shout-out to Asher Media Relations for helping me spread the word. He's a publicist, and he helped me set out some press releases. And to Andrew Tremblay, who is the artist that has designed all of Vox and Hops' logo work. He created the Brutal North American logo, and he also created the flyer. But there is one last person that I really want to thank, and that is Jessica Buckingham, Vox and Hops' producer, for helping me think this through helping me make this crazy idea a reality it is through many discussions and many and with lots of patience that she put up with me during brutal north america so massive shout out and lots of love to her and that's it this is brutal north america i'm excited to say that as much work as this was seeing happy metalheads enjoying craft beers that i helped create that i helped curate relationships to create makes the work worth it next year brutal north america if everything goes well will be some shows i'm looking forward to that and then hypothetically in the future it will be a full-fledged tour and that makes me very excited Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Brutal North America was a massive endeavor. Uh, Little did I know how much work, how much time would go into creating 22 collabs between Vox and Hops alumni and metal breweries. Uh, Every communication that I did, every meeting that I had, everything that I put into this was all done with love and the passion for metal and craft beer for cultivating a unique community of amazing humans that I just can't wait to meet in real life once the world is fully open again. When I come on tour, I'm definitely going to be visiting each of these breweries because there are people there right now that are now my good friends. I hope you enjoyed Brutal North America as much as I did creating it. 
Now, if you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week. So please do me a favor, sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list, because there's just so much going on in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, I would hate for you to miss a single thing. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I have one more episode coming out tomorrow, but until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops hits. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.